This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends new cartridges before you run out. So you never have to think about ink. For details, visit hp.com slash instant ink Spotify. Conditions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Signals from the Frontline. You every Monday and Friday video cast live on Twitch, always on YouTube. And of course, you can catch us through the internet waves, which are also particles. I'm not even, yeah, cool. That was science, fool. <laughs> science. Belisarius calls got nothing on me. <laughs> Damn. He just created new Marines. You know, like a like champion. Nothing. It did take him 10,000 years, to be fair. That's a long time. That is a pretty I, if, long time. If I had 10,000 years, I think I could do the same thing. Mm, I would. What would you do in the first thousand years? Party. <laughs> Real hard. Real hard. I don't think Belisarius called parties much. Uh, not anymore. It's been 10,000 years. He partied way too hard the first what? thousand. I wouldn't even want to live for 10,000 years. That would be awful. Well, he's, like a, he's like a robot man. But especially the 10,000 years of the Grimdark, that would be like the crappiest time ever. Like, man, could I have been alive during like the Golden Age? You know, when it was cool. Well, it probably was, right? I don't the think Golden so. Age would be like when the Emperor was alive. That was before the Emperor. Mm. So it was better before the Emperor? Oh, yeah. Way better. So there goes the golden age. God, you don't know anything about 40K. So when I know I win. When the man <laughs> when mankind went out into the galaxy, there was like this golden age when they were expanded out and things were great. They had crazy super technology. And then there was uh some really bad times. There were the good times. The and bad, the bad times. times. The, the best of times. The something else. I can't remember the how that worked. These are the, the best of times, these are the worst of times. Yeah, I don't know. Isn't there a song that does that too? Yeah. Anyways. So anyway, sometimes we talk about games on Signals from the Frontline. And thank you for joining us for episode 534. We've been doing this for quite some time. Doesn't it feel like we just did episode 500? Yeah, it feels like we just did episode like 100. Mm, come a long way. Come a long way. But today we're going to talk about New Hammer 8th Edition, Warhammer 40K, New Warhammer, whatever you want to call it, because it is very exciting. And GW has been releasing little bits of information every day, sometimes twice a day. And since the last time that we all spoke, when it was the re-show, which was exciting, um, we've had a couple more reveals. We had Stronghold Assault, uh, the Tyranid Faction Focus article, which was written by yours truly. And of course, the article on transports, which was very exciting. A lot of people wanted to know how those worked in New Hammer. And today we had Cities of Death, which... Maybe not as exciting, same with Stronghold Assault, but there are people that do enjoy playing the game with those supplements. Um, I have barely ever played, I've never played Stronghold Assault, ever, and I've played Cities of Death maybe 10 times. That's not true, you've played Stronghold Assault. You've used fortifications Not stuff. with all the rules, though. Not with like the rules for fortifications and everything. Mm. Like, have you, have you ever really used like the, the like, the stratagems and like the scenarios and everything in Stronghold Assault? Not since fifth edition with what was it, Cities of Death back then? No. But it was that was no, Cities it was of like Death Apocalypse is a, or something like that, yeah. Cities of Death is its own thing. I've actually played like I've I've played maybe ten games with Cities of Death. Yeah. Um like I've never played uh like what is it, Planetary Strike? Yeah. That's that's what I played. I've played Planetary Strike before. Whatever it's called, it's I can't even remember. Fun. 
I like, but the thing is, like, I'm curious how many people actually use these supplements. Like, oh, I'm sure quite a few. But really, like, yeah. how many times have you actually ever seen anybody use them? I've seen it at least two or three times. Out of what thousands? Out of like five. Have you seen five games of 40k? Yeah. Okay, good. Well, just like Apocalypse, like I've only ever seen people play Apocalypse like a handful of times. I've played it. I feel like I played it a lot, and I would play maybe five, six times a year. Well, I mean, at every event we go to, there's like an apocalypse. Uh, at the larger events, there's an apocalypse game. But and really, that, I mean, that's only like Adepticon, LVO, and, and Nova. Mm -hmm. Most, and I'm not like poo-pooing on it, but I'm just like, I'm always curious as to like how many people actually use these supplements because I've seriously like barely ever seen it. I'm sure a lot of guys that like get like one game in a year or whatever, like one game in a month have it like they play it at their house because it's like all laid out for you it's a pretty cool scenario uh you get to put all these different models that maybe you don't normally play with on the table um i can see a lot of people doing that I, i'm curious yeah. like I, i'm yeah. asking just because like i literally maybe one percent of the games i see are these specialist like um games that come out of the books like stronghold assault like planetary onslaught or whatever it was called i can't remember um, Cities of Death I've seen played the most or, or not, you know, Apocalypse I've definitely seen yes. played the most, but um, I'm just curious. Let us know what you guys, uh, what your experience has been. Do you, do the, are these popular supplements or no? Uh, let us know in the chat at the end of the show um, or discuss amongst yourselves mm. during the show. Cause I'm just, I'm really curious. Uh, but out of those articles, uh, as it pertains to match play, which is what we've been focused on the most uh, here at um, Signals from the Frontline, but uh, there is, of course, narrative play and open play, which are super fun. But in match play, they do give you a couple tidbits in those articles. For example, in uh, Stronghold Assault, they start talking about some of the ways that uh, fortifications work. They mention that there's faction-specific fortifications. That's going to be a, a big change. Um, some of the, the fortifications that you're used to using are not going to be in your faction anymore. <laughs> so... Sorry. Be ready for that. Um, and then there's going to be, uh, I would imagine that there'll probably be new ones specific to other factions too. But uh, yeah, uh, be prepared, mentally prepare yourself for that because um, some of the fat, some of the fortifications are only available for specific, fat, well, they all are only available for specific factions. I should uh, amend that. Uh, then we also had the Cities of Death article, which went up today, talked about some of the stratagems available for those of you who enjoy playing Cities of Death. Talked about some of the different ways that um, that's going to work in uh, the new version of Warhammer 40K. But there was a tidbit in there that I think a lot of people missed. It's explicit. Like, we're not revealing anything, but I think a lot of people missed it. Uh, and it talks about ruins. And when they're talking about ruins in that article, um, that that's like generic, like for the game period. And they make that pretty clear, but it is like the way they worded it. If you didn't know it, you could easily miss it. So a lot of people in the comments were not catching on to it, but uh, they talk about ruins and this is a really big change in the way that this is a huge change in the way the game plays. Uh, ruins, as they talk about in the article, only infantry can go through the walls. Like we, what we call like the Kool-Aid man. Um, oh yeah. Cause yeah, and the Kool-Aid man like busts through the wall and the kids are like, yay. But really they'd be like, like in the Dave Chappelle show, terrifying. you just destroyed the wall of my house, man. Um, God, the Dave Chappelle show is so good. Well, we watched it. We watched Rick James and uh, Prince and all the good ones again over the weekend. And my, I was peeing my pants again. Still funny over a decade later. But at any rate, 
uh, that's a huge change, right? Only infantry can go through the walls of ruins uh, and up and down ruin, uh, up and down levels. Um, the, the, the way the terrain works, it's much clearer now than it's ever been. Um, so what this means is things like monsters and vehicles, they have to actually go around um, the walls of ruins unless they can physically fit through it. That's a huge change. And as they mentioned in the article, it's kind of just like in a one sentence and it's easy to miss. But like, think about what that does to the game. Infantry have a huge advantage, right? And I think it's more, it is more cinematic. It is more um, realistic, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, although I, I guess you could also make the argument that a tank could just go right through the walls. And that's also, I think. Realistic. And cinematic too. But that's not the way it works. Um, they also talk about the way cover. Uh, infantry, they just have to be touching a ruin and yes. they get the save. But um, vehicles and monsters have to be obscured. All right, but let's let's think about it again from like a thematic point of view, right? A monster is trying to get you. There's a wall in between you and the monster. He has to go around the wall. Um, Take that, you big monster. We'll call Leave this, me alone. We'll call this the three little pigs. Yeah. He's all, let me in until your, your house made of hay or whatever yeah. the first one. Like, nah. He's like, nah. Nah, I'm good, dude. Well, then you got to huff and puff and blow it down. He can't blow it down, so he's got to go around. It's the third little pig who built his house out of bricks, and he's like, what you going to do, wolf? Can't blow these. And then the wolf goes down the chimney, up. and they cook him alive. Yeah. That was dark. It got dark. But, I mean, the wolf was trying to eat them. So, yeah, I guess. Fair enough. You know? If the carnifex is coming down goes the chimney. Goes around, comes around. You know what? Okay. You, you cook, you eat his ass. <laughs> Just no mercy. Sorry, carnifex. But uh, that is a really, really big change to the way the game plays. Um, I actually have come to really like it a lot. Like, obviously, we've been playing these rules for a long time. Um, and because vehicles, like, as we've seen, like, in the transport article, and a lot of people miss this. I had another person arguing me with me about New Edition, which is so funny. I'm like, dude, you haven't played it yet, and you haven't read all the rules. Like, how can you possibly, possibly be arguing a point when you don't have all the information yet. There are a lot of people that come up with conclusions. There, I, it's that. happening all the time. And it's just like, these people vote. Like, it just, it just really made... It, it's like people make decisions based on their feelings. They just, they do. Like, they don't necessarily need any information. <laughs> it's just the way that they word it. They, they word it as, like, fact, but it's not because they don't yeah. have all the information, so... And sometimes it's fun just to argue. Like, that's what the yeah. internet's for in many instances but and again like feel free to debate with us it's no big deal it just makes us laugh and i'm like the best one though was when somebody was arguing with a playtester about the points cost of a unit i was like he has the book dude <laughs> he's literally looking at it and you're telling him he's wrong <laughs> I was like, okay. now the playtester didn't reveal anything of course he couldn't uh but i was like what planet are you from where the one person has the information and you don't, and you're telling them that they're wrong. <laughs> I was like, what? So at any rate, uh, that is pretty amusing. Um, but one of the things we found in, in playing the game is that because the ruins do uh, checkerboard the, the table, they do um, create lanes where you can actually move, um, it really changes the dynamic of the game. Now, this is not as restrictive as... Because when these rules came out in 7th edition, it was, everyone was like, oh, this is bad. And a lot of it, like now in, um, with what we're seeing with New Hammer, all the vehicle profiles they've shown us, vehicles are way faster, mm -hmm. way faster. 
right? So it's it we have found that it doesn't impact the game as much as it would have, but it still does change things a lot. It makes infantry really cool. Yeah, but also in seventh when they first uh, released it, infantry can go through walls. Unless so, there was, I think there had to be modeled doors onto the walls. No, they literally, you literally. Okay, was it? I, I couldn't remember. So that was the thing that everybody was like, "Wow, that doesn't make any sense," especially with how slow infantry are. Like you have to go all the way around the building. But in uh, uh, eighth or uh, New Hammer, as you're seeing a lot of these data slates and stuff that are coming out, like the guys move really fast. So you're like, "Oh yeah, that's not a big deal." This vehicle just drives around it super quick. So. Yeah, and it, but it's fun though. It creates like somewhat realistic situations where you have like choke points. Like uh, I was playing, we were playing a game, a uh, test game, and I had a ton of, um, of Ash Militarum tanks and I was like trying to like go between these buildings and I was like, oh, traffic jam, you know, like. So th this is really going to have a big impact on the way uh, people play the game. In the past, people have kind of ignored some of the terrain rules. I really encourage people not to. They've been really well thought out. Um, they really do impact the way the game is played, in, in my opinion, in a positive way. And then you also get to see, like they mentioned in the article, like jump troops yeah. are really flexible because they can go over things. Um, you could imagine, like you could probably extrapolate out from that, that units have, that have the ability to fly could probably go over things. Again, you're starting to get more pieces of the puzzle to understand why some armies like Jukari or Dark Eldar um, might be really, they, they might have gotten a massive increase in uh, efficacy, but maybe just looking at the stat line, it's, it doesn't jump out at you right away, right? So as you get more and more of this information, you can put more of the puzzle together. Um, and I, I think it's really cool. Like I like the fact that uh, infantry are super mobile and they can hide much more easily. It's, I think it's more accurate to the way infantry actually work. Mm -hmm. Whereas some of the, the tanks and walkers and monsters, um, they, they, they don't, they don't get cover as easily. Like the tow and cover thing, as they mentioned in the Cities of Death article, is no longer uh, no longer a thing. You have to actually be obscured, which just going off the information that we had from uh, the ITC, uh, when we do our polls and all that, that, that is the way the majority of people wanted to play the game anyway. Because it, it, it felt unnatural when you have like the tip of your base touching something with a gigantic monster and he's like, I'm in cover, right? Like whenever Jeff would do that with his barbed hieroduel, I was like, He's bigger than the thing he's supposed to be getting cover from. Yeah. Yeah. There were a it lot didn't of make really sense. abstract things. Yeah. It's like, all right, this big Titan is out here, but he's going to put go back here. And you're like, oh. oh, no, no. Titans didn't get it because he was a robot. Bio Titans. Bro. Oh, he got me there. So I, I'm, I think these are all really positive changes. And I think, I hope everyone's excited about it uh, like we are. Um, of course, you know, when the edition drops, there's going to be things that are going to take some getting used to that are different, that might seem illogical. But I feel like there's a lot less of that. Um, and I think these rules are kind of illustrating that. Yeah. So hopefully you're excited. But uh, the big one, the thing, the, the article that um, I was most excited about, because I wrote it, Jesus. <laughs> was uh, oh the Tyranid Faction Focus article. Um, I went way over my word count, but that's because there's just too much cool stuff to talk about. And the article seemed to have been really well received. Uh, thank you to everybody that um, sent me positive uh, vibes because they were really excited. But like much like the Jukari, Tyrion has only had room to go up. So it was you couldn't really get worse than they were. Uh, Codex Flyrant, which I actually did put that in there. Yeah. I couldn't say those exact words, but um, it's such a dramatic improvement for Tyranids that it's like, it, it's crazy. Uh, much like Dark Eldar, they're so much better than they were that it's astounding. Like, 
they're not only uh, are some of the bad units now good, the army is so fun to play. And like Dark Eldar, I really feel that they play accurately to the background. When you, uh, I know you've said that too, Frankie. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of the articles and stuff, we keep touching on that the armies are playing more and more like they do in the fluff, which is great. Um, and as you guys saw in the Tyranny Code or uh, Index Review, uh, you're seeing how fast they move, which is yep. really good. They're super fast. Yeah, one of the combos that I touch on in the article, um, which has been just tremendously enjoyable to play, um, not always for Frankie, but definitely for me, the Swarm Lord is just a monstrosity. I mean, he is... He's a beast. He, he's not invincible. Like, you have to be really careful with him because they show his stat lines, his profile. And he is tough. I mean, he's got 12 wounds. He's T6. He has an nimble save that gets plus one in melee. Um, but looking at some of the other weapon profiles, you can see like it is possible the two last cannons will smoke him. Highly unlikely, but it could happen. And you need to be really careful because he's so important. Um, he's so important in the army that you really need to be careful. I've often been putting him in a Tyrannocyte, as I mentioned in the article, because then he's off the board to begin the game, right? So, and, and we'll be able to reveal more of these tactics, but one of the really fun combos that, that I've been using is uh, the Swarm Lord not only is a beast, he's not only has really powerful Psyker, not only provides you Synapse, which in the article we mentioned gives you immunity to morale when you're in Synapse, so it's like extremely good. It makes little bugs really, really, really useful. Yeah. But he he is also an absolute just beast in melee. He's one of the, he hits so hard. Yeah, with seven attacks, hitting on twos, he's a it's monster. Strength dude. eight. Yeah. He can kill a, a knight in one round of combat. Mm-hmm. It's not, you're not going to do it every it's, time. No, it's going to happen rarely, but he could do it. Um, it's, it's, he at the very <laughs> least will like really take a big chunk off the night. Uh, I mean, I've had him kill a knight in one round of combat. Like it happened in a test game. Um, pretty fun. But uh, beyond all that, beyond his melee ability, he has a special power called a uh, hive commander, which I outlined in the article, but just to kind of reiterate, uh, he can make another tyrannid unit move in the shooting phase of, as if it were the movement phase. Very similar to what we've seen in like Age of Sigmar. A lot of armies have abilities like this. Um, but as Frankie mentioned, Tyranids are super fast. Like the, the Hive or the Swarm Lord himself has a nine inch move, right? He can use it on himself. You go 18 inches. Yep. <laughs> fast and furious. Which is crazy. And, uh, and then you could charge, right? Um, and then I mentioned uh, Hormigons, which have an eight inch move, right? So they can move eight, eight, that's 16. Then they could go... 2d6 uh, on the charge. Maybe there's even more ways to speed them up, which I didn't mention yet, but uh, will become apparent. Or uh, Gene Sealer is another one that I mentioned. Uh, they can move and advance. People asked, well, if he uses his ability, can they move in advance and then move in advance? And the answer is yes, because you move as if it's the movement phase, right? So they could go 8 plus d6, 8 plus d6, and then charge. Fast. That's pretty fast. <laughs> The gene stealers just fly across the table. And in, as I mentioned in the article also, a fully buffed up unit of gene stealers will have 80 uh, attacks hitting on twos with, uh, with Rind, although it's, it's, it works a little bit differently, but it's essentially the same thing. On a six to wound, you get AP negative four. Um, hitting on twos. Like, brutal. Yeah, yeah, the gene sealers are really good, especially with like what you're talking about paired up with the swarm ward. They're really fast. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're fast on their own. Just the ability yeah. to like move, and they have an eight inch move as I as I mentioned, plus uh, advance, plus charge. It's crazy. And then of course we've already seen how command points work. 
You can use a command point to reroll one of the dice on the charge. Um, really exciting stuff. If you're a Tyranid player, there's so much to be stoked about. There's so much to get excited about. Your army is going to be dramatically more enjoyable to play. So many more of your units are going to be good. Uh, I'm, I'm sure right out the gates, there's going to be a couple of them that maybe aren't stellar. But, um, you know, the indexes are just to get you going, right? So be excited. Um, the other one I want to touch on, because everybody was asking about it, medium bugs are, are infinitely better. Uh, just because of the changes to the core rules of the game, I did throw out the Pyrovore. Uh, it's like a joke at this point. Like everyone asks about Pyrovores, but I can say they are one of the three most improved units in the game. Um, they're really good. Pyrovores are actually like a scary unit now. Wouldn't you agree, Frankie? Yeah, they're, uh, they're really good. And uh, like Reese was talking about, the changes makes all those medium bugs a lot better. Because, uh, yeah. Well, it's just like, it's I mean, you get shot with a LAS cannon, right? Like that was a death sentence before. Now it probably still is, but you're, it's not a guarantee, right? Yeah. Like if you got if you're in cover, you might you'll get a save. Uh, they have to roll their wounds, and then they may not roll high enough to kill you. A lot of the medium bugs have three, four wounds, so you have actually decent odds of taking it in the face and not dying. Yeah. Whereas before, you're guaranteed you're dead. So it's it's fun. It's like it's really really fun. I mentioned Tyranid Warriors. Um, they're a really good, well-rounded unit. You can make them shooting. You can make them melee or mix of the two. They provide synapse just all around. Uh, if you're a Tyranid player, there's so much to be excited about. Um, can't mention anything more than that. I can only talk about what was in the article. I know in the comment section on YouTube, a lot of you guys are asking for us to extrapolate more, but we can't because of the NDAs we signed and because we gave our word that we wouldn't. So you're going to have to hang tight, but um, uh, be excited. I wish I could say more, but uh, I cannot because I love my Tyranids. But uh, for the time being, they're pretty damn good. Anything? Well said. Well said. No, you touched on all of it. I touched, I touched all you the You basically parts. read your whole article right there. Well, you know what, Frankie? You, you're a negative Nancy, but not everybody reads the articles. Well, you should. There's a lot of info in all those articles. Not everybody reads the articles. And <laughs> uh, our, our YouTube watchers wanted us to talk a little bit more about them. Boom. In their face. So I'm here to satisfy your needs. That's you what did. I'm here for. And then we've got transports. Also transports, yeah. Um, so transports have changed a ton. Um, they mentioned in the article that you can put more than one unit in a transport. That's a big change. And the reason you pretty much have to do that because otherwise how would characters get into the transports because they're a different unit. They also talk about how scary it is when a transport uh, dies. Mm. And uh, yeah, those characters become uh, mm. ooh, a little scary rolling that dice. Um, Why don't you explain the mechanic because yeah, they do talk about it. They do talk about it. Uh, if you roll one, the... The unit, dies. the unit takes the unit takes what well, guy dies. Yeah. So, so basically, you're, <laughs> when you're rolling for a ten man unit, it's not that bad. All right. Yeah. You roll a one or two ones. Okay. But you roll it for a character. You're like one. Mm. Uh oh. He's dead. Command point. Command <laughs> well, point. Shoot. Um, so. Yeah. Transports. That. Like, that yeah. is maybe not my that favorite. That is one of the role, scariest but... things. <laughs> And then they also talk about that you can still charge when you come out of transports uh, because you do it before the vehicle actually moves now. Yeah, um, it's very similar to 5th edition. Yeah, pretty big. So Yeah, uh, that's yeah. a huge one. So I like a lot of chatter online. People are like, oh, my transports have been nerfed or it's been buffed. You guys, it's neither nerfed nor buffed. It's different. We're talking about a different game. So like try to let go of I know it's hard because that's the only comparison point you have. But try to let go of that because everything has changed dramatically, right? Like it's just it's different. Yeah. Completely different. Uh, but th some of the things that are viable now, you could do um, 
uh, assaulting out of rhinos, which in seventh edition, you literally couldn't do it, right? The rules didn't yeah. allow you to do it. It was a dead tactic. It's back now. Uh, but it's, it's different. It's like it, it's done in a different way. As you saw from the vehicle profiles we've seen so far, vehicles are pretty much everything we've seen so far is way faster. The Star Weaver goes 16 inches. Yeah, they show that. And then they also show that it's pretty good in combat. Hits on threes. Yeah. And that's Three supposed times. to represent the fact that yeah. the, the pilot is so skilled and the guys on there holding on to it hit you as they go by. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the vehicles in Assault took me a while to get used to, but you, you get used to it pretty quick. But they also mentioned one a really good tactic of using the vehicle to charge and soak Overwatch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's one of the biggest tactics that you'll see um, right away when you start playing is like your units charge in and get overwatched and they're just like, ah. So instead, here comes your Rhino. He charges in first. He can take the overwatch and then your guys charge in. So. Yeah, and it's, it's little things like this that are not evident at first. Like for like a Dark Eldar player, think about how good that is for your fragile assault units. Like, do the witches want to take flamers to the face? No, they don't. Does the raider? The raider doesn't care. He's like, sure. Hit me with it. And then the yeah. witches come in like, yeah, yeah. So boy. So it's it, little things like that make a really, really big difference. Yeah. And uh, the way transports work, it's, it's just, it's a dramatically different um, paradigm. Like you can't really compare it to what you had because it's, it's, the, the rules have changed, right? Like the baseline has changed. Yeah, and I think that's the best way to look at it is it's completely different than what it was. So don't really compare it to the old or the new. As hard as that is to do, and we do get <laughs> yeah. it. And like we tease a little bit about people arguing with us, which is fine. Uh, but it, it really is that much different that it's hard to compare it. Um, you, the way it's going to work, mechanized assault is just going to work completely differently than it did. Yeah. Like, it, it, like all the tactics that you're used to are, are changed. They're different. And what I think, I think the, the best thing, that the, the, the best point to take away from it is that everybody in the game can do it now. Some of the things that were super good at it might be um, still good, but in a different way. And the, some of the ones that literally couldn't do it now can, so that they're infinitely better at it because now they can do it. Yeah. So it's for the game as a whole, um, it's, it's, it's a completely viable ta uh, tactic that everybody can use that can take transports. And in, in my opinion, that's very positive because... One of the ones that everyone was talking about was like, oh my gosh, Berserkers and Rhinos is back. And it's like, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah. In a big, big way. That used to be terrifying. It might be terrifying again. Yeah, and uh, we'll have to wait and see on that. But uh, in your article, Frankie, you did mention the Berserkers are pretty badass in Melee. They are pretty good. And GW on their own Facebook page has mentioned many times that they're one of the better Melee units in the game. And I will agree to that. Yes, definitely. Uh, yeah, they are pretty damn good uh there's a couple of units that were stinkers in melee that are going to be surprisingly good and i think people will be really excited for that oh yeah uh, make sure to grab your socal open tickets this is shaping up to be a really awesome event uh we have a ton of people coming make sure to jump in and join the facebook group uh there's i don't know, I think there's over 200 people in it now uh everyone's super excited uh talking about what they're going to bring showing pictures of the army asking uh, rules questions all that fun stuff Mm -hmm. So make sure to jump in and grab your tickets sooner than later. We do anticipate that it will sell out and we don't want anybody to miss out. Nope. Also a reminder, the Alien Hive FLG mat is now available in five colors as was asked of us in all three sizes, four by six, four by four and three by three foot size. So that's 15 different flavors of Alien Hive. Mm. Lots of fun. What, what do you think it would taste like? Icky. 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 Hmm. So we did. Yeah. We saw Alien Covenant. Um, oh, jeez. That was kind of a stinker. It was. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It was just. I think it was because our expectations were so high. 
Well, I mean, Prometheus sucked, so I was like, didn't expect it. I was like, it can't be worse than Prometheus because Prometheus was pretty, but the plot made no sense at all. I think we were all kind of expecting it to go back towards like aliens. I was hoping. Yeah, I think that's that's what our expectation was. Like, all right, they did Prometheus. All right, cool, good start. Now they're gonna start heading back that direction. What in the world is this? It was like basically it was Alien, the first one. Yeah. Oh, it was like a really similar plot, but then they kind of mixed in, like, it just it wasn't very good. Yeah, like the more we've been talking about it and stuff, the less and less we were excited. Yeah, (laughs) like it's a it's a pretty movie and the action scenes are really good. Yeah. Um, that's that's about it. Danny McBride is actually really good as in a serious role. Yeah. Kenny Powers was a good actor. Like I was surprised. Yeah. I don't. We don't want to spoil the plot for anybody who hasn't seen it, but um, there are some gaping, (laughs) gaping plot holes that just don't make any sense at all. You know what was a surprising movie, though? King Arthur. I went and saw King Arthur. I heard it was awful. So going into it, I had the realization, I was like, this is going to be the worst movie I've ever seen. You go in with that expectation, it is actually a pretty good movie. It, I think it would be, a, a sequel to that movie would be like amazing, but I don't think it did very well in the box office, so unfortunately there's not going to be no, a sequel. No, it lost like $15 million. Yeah, so there, there's not going to be a sequel, unfortunately, because I think a sequel would be like really good. And it's not it's not the best movie, but going into it with thinking that it's going to be the worst movie you've ever seen, great. Well, there you In go. Comparison to Alien Covenant. No. Yeah, Alien Covenant. Just, you know what? Like, just stop farting around with trying to make a horror movie again. Just let James Cameron or Neil Blancamp do Aliens 2. Aliens was done the second one yeah. with all of the colonial marines, and it was badass. So good. Those Such great. a good movie. Do that one. Do keep going that way. Like go action film. Don't go horror film. Yeah, I don't know why they keep trying to do it. Like They're, I don't know. Alien was great. Yeah. Aliens was amazing. And then it just sucks after that. Three, the director's cut of three is actually it's okay. Right? Four was a joke. Prometheus like it was a travesty. No sense. Tra- yeah, what was Prometheus? That was like a college art film. Yeah. With uh, a big budget. I had and, no idea what the hell was going and on. And this is headed in the same direction. Yeah. And then f- what is this? Six? Six yeah. was trying to be one again. But We're just going to start all over again. Yeah. So that means seven. That means seven's going to be amazing. Yes. They're going to bring it back. Yes. Uh, anyway, we've had a bunch of Warhammer or 40K ITC events this week. Something, I don't know. There's, There's games. events. <laughs> games going to be played. Uh, there's a ton of events this weekend per usual. We do have two GT level events. Uh, the Plains of War GT in, Min- in Winnipeg uh, up in Canada. That's run by our friend Fabio. I hope that's an awesome event. It's a, Heck yeah. I'm sure it's going to be an awesome event. I'm you, sure it's going to be a blast. Yeah. Uh, make sure to go check that out. Also, we have the Midwest Conquest GT in Kansas City, Missouri. And those are all coming up this weekend. But there is a ton of events all around the world. Sweden, uh, Pennsylvania. Texas. Woo! California. Yay. All right. Oh, up in Game Castle. Uh, but we won't be here. Tons of events. Get out there. Get your points. Participate and have fun. Say goodbye to 7th Edition because uh, it looks like we don't have a lot longer for that. And say right. goodbye to us. We're going to go up to Warhammer Fest. Yeah, Woo! we will be, well, Frankie and I will be gone for a week and a half. But uh, don't worry. Jason and Pablo will carry the torch and keep signals from the front line going uh, with Captain Salty. And what's, what's Pablo's nickname going to be? Captain Stash. The Stash and the, the Salty Stash. 
<laughs> that is the name of their podcast that they are going to be starting with. Oh, wow. That would be amazing. All right. Uh, Lock Infinity. I didn't like the Xenomorph origin. Why did they change it? It didn't have to happen. Uh, they just took a crap on all of the, like, all of the lore of the Alien AVP universe just got crapped on in Alien Covenant for no reason. Like, why did they do that? Yeah. It um, was, ugh, it was I, I really, really did not like that, that plot weird. twist. Uh, Dirty Sheets McSkeets, sorry, we can't answer that question. Yeah, we can't answer any, any specific questions about rules and units that haven't been in the articles on GW site. We can't, uh, we can't answer them. Uh, I think Ridley Scott was pissed Neil Von Kamp was going to do an alien movie and decided to uh, one-up him One-up him by making a sh- crappy movie. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Ridley Scott, you created the franchise. Well done. You're awesome. Get out of the way. Uh, Nova Star, when whomever writes the Blood Angels article, please ask them to drop info about the Death Company, Ball Preds, and Mephisto. Well, who said there's going to be a Blood Angels article? There mm-hmm. might not be. Uh, but if... <laughs> We'll make sure to tell the guys writing the articles <laughs> that you said that. Did you hear that, Frankie? <laughs> uh, Dr. Z83, how do Dark Eldar feel when you play them? They feel like Dark Eldar. Um, I give you that. Yeah, I mean, we can talk about how we feel about it. I guess like they're, they're fast. They hit hard as hell. They're fast. Yeah, they're, they're fun. Yeah. Fun army. I'm joining you. Uh, uh, no, no, was a drunk. Nice okay, name. that was an interesting nice name. Prometheus was a garbage movie, yes. I'm a long-time I Aliens agree. fan, and that movie made zero sense. It made zero sense to anybody. Yeah, not even... Ridley RT, Scott RT people were going into that movie was. and like, what is going on? I feel like if there's a like, the director's cut, or like if the, if the movie was like three hours long, it probably would have made sense. Maybe. The best part of Prometheus is when the, <laughs> was when the old guy's like, I spent my whole life searching for you. What's the meaning of life? He's all... <laughs> oh, okay. Like, ooh. That was in the face. That was violent. Uh, Tetris Freak, how do Horde armies mitigate one-inch melee melee range? Um, Well, there's rules you haven't seen yet. That's all I can say. Uh, Did you guys get to play test? Forge rule models models and rules. rules. In GW's uh, Q&A, whether it was Andy and Pete live, they did say that the play test team did play test Forge rule also. Um, Aliens 2 is directed by Paul Verhoeven. Who is that director? The guy that did Aliens 2 and nothing else. No, Aliens 2 was uh, James Cameron. That's why it was so good. Uh, Have you played? Are you guys still going to the mini wargaming guys? Are we still going to them? I think you're missing a... a, Always. No, I think uh, an episode a long while ago, we said that we were going to go up and visit the mini wargaming guys. Still on the agenda. We just don't have a date yet. Yeah, we've been so busy. And we're traveling a lot this summer. Yeah. Um, So it, it will happen. We just... Haven't made it happen yet. Um, Ula Jim, I hope screamers are as pillow fisted in New Hammer as they are in HS Sigma. Um, <laughs> pillow fisted, that's amazing. I just built 30. I think he means I hope they aren't. Um, <laughs> the goal is to make every unit good and viable. Uh, I'm sure that, that, we, that, that, that maybe didn't happen in some instances, but that was the goal. Um, yeah, just hang tight. Geekmaster K, I need a recommendation. I wanted to go to the Scorched Earth Open, but I'm also trying to detox myself from 7th and prep for 8th. Scorched Earth will still be using 7th edition rules. Well, you know, our advice is always going to be support your community. Um, 
because the people that are running these events, if a bunch of people don't go, they may not do it next year. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'd still go to the event. The event's going to be fun, whether it's seventh or eighth. So. Yeah. I mean, just go and have a good time. Bring like a, bring like a, a themed army and just go for a laugh to hang out and socialize yeah. and get some ITC points. Yeah, I mean, like we always talk about it, like going and playing in the tournament is one thing, but actually going and hanging out with everybody is like the main reason to go to all these events. It's uh, so much more fun than actually playing in the tournament. So. Uh, Sturm Daddy, uh, he says, can you please uh, clarify how Tyrion Warriors are much more durable when he points out that their stats appear to be the same? Uh, fair question, Sturm Daddy. The reason why is because the core rules have changed, right? So the way that um, Tyrion Warriors, the reason why multi-wound, uh, moderate to low toughness units don't really work now is because of instant death, because of the mechanic of double toughness. If you double the toughness with strength, the unit doesn't matter how many wounds they they have they die. Um, in in new Warhammer 40k, with weapons have multiple damage, uh, it appears that there's no longer uh, instant death, or we haven't seen anything about that. So if you had a Tyranid warrior who, let's just say he has uh, three wounds in his T4, and he gets hit by something like an autocannon or, or, or a crack missile, before it would kill him instantly, right now. But in new Warhammer, it appears that uh, if he rolls a one or a two on the wound roll, you don't die. Um, maybe if you're in cover, which we know gives you plus one to your save, um, and we don't know what the armor penetration of a missile is, but let's just imagine it's low enough, you might actually get a, a save against it. So you have multiple layers of things that can make your um, Tyranid warrior a lot more durable than he was. And then, of course, there's points. We don't know what the points are yet, but um, imagine if, if the points reflected more accurately how durable that unit is. Um, you might be able to take more of them, which is a kind of durability all its own. You'll have to wait and see, but um, hopefully that clarifies that a little bit. Uh, man Chowder. <laughs> Paul you can never Hoven read that name again. <laughs> is the Starship Troopers and RoboCop. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, Did he really direct both of them? Starship Troopers 1 is the campiest, most awesome sci-fi. I love it. So amazing. I love it. And RoboCop is also campy and awesome sci-fi. Yeah, that I would actually be fun if he directed it. But really, James Cameron uh, or Neil Blancamp would be my, my picks. If Neil Blancamp did Aliens 2, it wouldn't just be a kick-ass action movie. It would also have like a, a cool like plot, too, with like enjoyable characters. Yeah. Uh, Lock Infinity, anything you can't find on our web cart, just call in or send us an email to orders at frontlinegaming.org. Yeah, the web cart <laughs> is... It's, we just, there's not enough hours in the day. We haven't been able to fully get everything in there yet. Uh, but you can always order the old way, like Frankie said. Yeah. Uh, Geekmaster K. I did notice that they still have 35 spots open even now to the Scorchers open. Oh, well, great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, support your local events, guys. Uh, it, it, it takes a lot of work. It's hard. And I know the TOs because in the ITC TO Facebook group, they're freaking out. A lot of them are like, ah, what do I do? I don't want everybody to not come to my event, but I'm locked in. It's like, go and support them and, and um, just have fun, you know? Sweet. All right, guys. Well, thank you very much for tuning in. We appreciate it. I uh, hope you guys have a great week, and we'll catch you soon. Bye.